<laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Up Your Alley Podcast. This is Taylor Edgar talking with me as always. My best friend. Why are you laughing, Jacob? It's nothing. I'm being tickled over here. This totally isn't the third time we've tried to do this issue. We tried to not use a swear word and within kept... the first second. It was the first 30 seconds, and I failed twice. This is attempt number three, and we're oh eight gosh. seconds away. There we go. So welcome to Up Your Alley. It's a podcast where two very professional best friends, me, my name is Taylor Edgar, with me as always is my best friend, Jake Baggett. Say hi, Jake. Hey, hey. We recommend things to each other, and then we come back the next week to talk about them and score them on a scale of one two three based on how much it is up our individual alleys right now we're on episode 22 i have 50 points jake has 48 points still pretty close here yeah this this is the most i've been down i think today is the set or third week of all affleck Mm -hmm. april Mm -hmm. we got one last i am recommending jake uh for ben affleck related things and we're gonna be talking about one of those things a little bit later the uh, film Gone, Baby Gone, the 2007 yeah. film, Ben Affleck's directorial debut. Uh-huh. And also, we're going to be talking about Jake's recommendation for me, the eponymous album by Rocket Juice and the Moon, uh, 2012 album uh, supergroup, I would say. Kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like a supergroup. Yeah, I think all of them are a major talent. Yeah. So, uh, and that is with uh, Damon Albarn, best known for Gorillas, yeah. and Blur. Flea, best known for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. So, we'll get into that a little bit later, but first, Kind of serendipitously, yeah. I want to talk about, uh, I went and saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, which if people are listening for a couple episodes now, our uh, year in preview episode at the first of the year, uh-huh. I said this was my most anticipated movie of the year. Right, right. That has changed. <laughs> um, and Jake just happened to watch both Sonic the Hedgehog movies yeah, today. right? So we're going to talk about video game movies for a little bit. That sounds all right. That's pretty on brand for us. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, Mario movie was good. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. I hear that it's very fun and cute. I think I saw it. Uh, the perfect viewing experience for it. Yeah, you brought. Your I kid. think. I think if you and I had went, yeah, we. I would not have liked it as much. And I think if I we had seen that. it on like a Friday night with a bunch of thirties, thirty-year-old guys <laughs> that kind of no. putting off like a mean vibe about I want to hate everything if it's not perfect <laughs> from my childhood because I have regrets. Um, I wouldn't have liked it. I, I saw can understand. A Monday. At, it was a Monday. It was the last day of spring break. So uh, it was one thirty in the afternoon. So it was probably six to one kids to adults cool. in the audience. That's amazing. Uh, good seat, great little theater, um, and just loved it. Kids were happy. Kids clapped. That's why you know. That's what it should it be a fun ex- time. It was exciting, yeah. and I got to see it. The kid liked it as well. Good. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. great kids movie. All like, my friends that have seen it, they're all parents, and yeah. so they went with their kids, and they're all like. Fantastic time with the kids. Right. Now, like that's perfect. That's exactly what the movie should be. Yeah, you know. And of course, it's making like a billion dollars. So I hear there's, there's good references in it. So some that great little play, references. So like, if you are like into it, yeah, you're like, oh, cool. That's a little cute little thing that they did for me. Yeah, and there are some things. Uh, my kid looked at me a couple times and was like, "Is that is that a thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a thing." <laughs> um, the one. My biggest grief with it, uh, or beef with it, I think, would probably be musical in nature. Yeah? Because um, I heard that the standout moment is Jack Black's song. No. Not musical in nature with the original music. Uh-huh. which And the stuff that was um, like reorchestrations of actual Mario music, and also to a mm-hmm. lesser extent, uh, Donkey Kong music. So Yeah, um, the DK rap is in there, apparently. Yes, there's a brief reference to uh, the DK rap, but like the stuff that was Mario, but they just put a, like a symphonic recording behind it, fantastic. 
it did have a couple like needle drops where they're trying to do like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yeah. So it's like oh, they're playing yeah. like an orchestrated version of like the Mario Brothers theme or like the Underground theme or they have a Bowser the airship theme from Super Mario Three. Sweet, I love that um, song. There's some Bob on Battlefield from N64. Oh my like god, I love that song. Great little music cues. Yeah. But then they like just start playing No Sleep Till Brooklyn, Ugh. and I'm just like. Mm. You don't need that. Yeah. yeah. There's but that's like an 30... illumination thing is to throw in like I think no they're trying to cool music. it really comes off as really Guardians of the um Guardians of Galaxy, Galaxy sort of thing. Mm. Uh the one in particular that I hated that in the theater literally I think made me go like uh <laughs> like I, I, this was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh when they're going to the Jungle Kingdom which is where Donkey Kong lives with mm-hmm. his dad Cranky Kong who I think Cranky Kong uh, is supposed yeah. to be his uh grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. But is his, it's his dad in this? Yeah, it's his dad in this. But oh. Donkey Kong Country canon aside, yeah. <laughs> they're going up to the gates of it, and it starts playing the intro very softly to uh, Jungle Hijinks, which is the first level of Donkey Kong Country. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, Great snap. Song. Like, we're bringing in this music, because I'm pretty sure the guy that did the music for Donkey Kong Country did the music for my favorite video game, Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Because he was working for sure. Rare. Yeah, it yeah. was Rareware. It's the same yeah. team. And so I'm like, we're going to get that music, too. I'm like, this is fucking great. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. And they skip on to playing Take On Me by AHA. Mm. And I was just like, ugh. Uh, like, why? They robbed like, you and that's, you yeah. felt bad. They played like four measures of Donkey Kong Country music and then it was <laughs> AHA. And, I'm just, and that song's so friggin' played out at this point. I love too. that song. It's, it's a I'm great sorry. song. It's a <laughs> but great song. I, I wouldn't but, expect it in a Super Mario Brothers movie. Especially when it's a bunch of Kongs driving around in carts. You're like, yeah. what does AHA have to do with this yeah, at all? I can feel you on that. It doesn't. What, what but that aside, but how do you, mm. how do you, how are you feeling about the Sonic movies? So that was the first time you've seen that. That's the first seen... time my niece really wanted to see them. She loves them. Yeah. So she was like begging me to watch them with her. And... Oh, so she's, she loves the movie. She's not yes. like loving the game. She loves Sonic the character. Yeah. She can barely play the games. She's getting better and better. She's four years old. So, Those games are not easy. There's the 2D ones, you know, right, Sonic yeah. Mania. She likes to play that on my Switch. I would say it's easier probably to pick up Mario than Sonic. I would say so, honestly. Yeah. But Just speed alone and how fast you have to memorize the level layouts yeah, are harder. Exactly. So, but she enjoys the characters a lot. Yeah. So um, we sat down and watched the first one and I had a great time with it. it yeah. was, it's a really good movie. I can see why people honestly enjoy it a whole bunch. Yeah. Because like they establish how Sonic gets into earth real pretty well Mm -hmm. they use the rings in a very fun way yeah and like so like he keeps the rings in a pouch on him they're like a dimension thing that he throws out and he can go to different places but when he gets hit all his rings fall out you know i'm like yeah that's a cute little thing that they did i like that cute little you remember sanic the uh little drawing the terrible little drawing yeah online yeah like one of the guys who's like crazy, he's like, I swear I see the blue devil out in the. He, right, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. a drawing of it, and it's Sanic. And yeah. I was like, that's so cute. Like, so, they're just doing stuff for they, me. They, they do bring in like the real world stuff in that because he goes to the real world. Like, yeah. in the Mario movie, it was. Well, it's just a reference for us. Yeah. You know? But I'm, I'm saying, like, physically, Sonic comes to our yes. world. The Mario movie was kind of nice because it was contained. Mario and Luigi are from Brooklyn, but it's an animated Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. With, like, you know, it's very, a cartoon version. Yeah. Very acrobatic, DreamWorks style. You yeah, know, shit that goes on on a regular day. It's not, you know, what's his name? James Morrison, first Cyclops, yeah, in, in a truck with a hedgehog. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just being a. And the although going back to the small town in Montana that they live in, uh huh, Green Hills is yes, what it it's is. called. Green Hill Zone, first one, very cute little thing. You see Green Green Hill Zone at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's great. That, the movie, that movie had some great. great music too. Yeah, uh, the movie music was probably the thing that I was 
let down the most with because I was hoping for renditions of Sonic music. You get in that there. in Mario, yeah. Like they do in Mario, but mm-hmm. it's, this one's just symphonic, you yeah. know, or- orchestral stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you're missing out on a big opportunity here. But the characters are really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic is Ben Schwartz's Sonic is a great choice. He is good, and it was just uh, Jim Carrey as Eggman was a Fantastic. really fun choice. He was just chewing scenery like mm-hmm. I enjoy like crazy, and it was just a really fun movie. And then like right after that, we booted up Sonic Two, and that is an even better movie than yeah. the first one because Tails is in it. Tails is my favorite, and it was wonderful. I love Tails. Idris Elba as Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah. It's fantastic. He's great Knuckles. They keep really well to the characters that they have. Yeah. It starts becoming more of a Sonic story than a Sonic established in Earth story. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is really fun. And, you know, you see a biplane and you're like, Tails is going to fly that. Tails is going to yeah. fly that. And yeah. it was just like a lot of. And then there was a standout character in the first one named Rachel. Yeah. Who's the sister in law of yeah. James Marsden. She gets a bigger role in this one and she steals the movie. She's absolutely hilarious throughout the whole thing. See, I haven't seen the second one. I saw the first one. I have not seen the second one. So you one remember yet. Rachel. Yeah. And she's getting married in this one. That's how they go to Hawaii. Right. And uh, They always got to go to Hawaii for the sequel. Oh, I know. Going back to Beetlejuice. <laughs> but it was... She just has much more screen time. And she's absolutely hilarious. And the movie's just like two times funnier than the original. Really? So hmm. I would honestly... Yeah, say... They're definitely... Watch that movie. They're definitely going to have to... I would not be surprised if there was a Mario Sonic movie crossover. That would be great. I'm sure. I don't think so because one of them's fully animated and one of them's live action. Well, I'm just saying maybe Sonic comes into the Mario yeah. games or the Mario movie voiced by Ben Schwartz and yeah, shit like maybe that. Maybe something like that. That'd yeah. be cool. Some kind of Deadpool video game version shit because they do do things in the Mario game like or the Mar- Mario movie where it's like Mario fights Donkey Kong and it's like Smash Brothers. Yeah, cool. And shit like that. And there's a Rainbow Road uh, kart racing, which is kind of like a Mad Max Fury Road stuff. <laughs> But cool. Yeah, it's nice so, that we're getting some good video game stuff. We got those, and we got Last of Us. When they really pay attention, if you want to make your own story, like they did with Sonic, the first one. Right, because neither game has really yeah. a strong, overarching storyline. My line. thing was, yeah, it's weird to put Sonic into Earth, yes. you know. But, like, they stuck to a fun character that's like Sonic. When he finds a chili dog, and he just eats it because it's there. And he's like, what the hell was that? That thing was delicious. Yeah, and that was like, a throwback to the old animated yeah, And you're thing. like, he likes chili dogs. Of yeah. course he does. He's <laughs> when you're keeping true to the character like yeah. they do, you're going to make a good video game. That's movie. our bread and butter. Yeah. Just let, he, giving us things like that. We're just like, ah, I see the thing. Video games stand on their characters. Yeah. That's what you need to bring into the movie. That's why like Max Payne movie was so terrible. It's because I you... I never saw that. It's god-awful. It's Wahlberg, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is horrifying choice for Max Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Because Max Payne is down and dirty and upset, but he's very cheeky and sarcastic. Right. And it's like played so dry that you don't even know what's supposed to be funny when it's a funny kind of game. There's funny little moments. I don't know if I've ever played a Max Payne game all the way through. Those games are couple of my favorites yeah that was, one a, and two. that was like a ps2 big hit and i was mm-hmm. i was xbox i missed the ps2 pretty much completely it was on xbox as well but i never played it it i would recommend those games and played the, the movie after the matrix not. game that kind of stole the whole bullet time video game thing yeah, from it yeah that was fun as shit that was a really fun game yeah, it was i don't i can't tell you a damn thing about the story but you get to play I, as, I uh, playing, jada pinkett smith i know you get yeah. to watch her kiss monica bellucci in that game why not i know right isn't that I crazy know. It was fun for a bunch of kids when they were 12 back then. <laughs> yeah. Worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's a fun thing that we... It's really cool that they're understanding how to make a video game yes. movie. I'm looking forward to them doing could... a hell of a lot more. Just like with The Last of Us. Yes. You know? You well, stick I with think... the characters, you're going to make a really good... 
Hopefully. Show. Yeah. Hopefully. Because and they stayed true to the Mario characters. Like, I think they set up for the next one that it's probably going to be Yoshi. And they were, like, lit, uh, little hints to, like, there was a little uh, Luna thing from Mario Galaxy. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, at one point, cool. Peach says something like there are a whole bunch of galaxies out there. Yeah. And you see some Yoshis, but then a Yoshi egg hatches in Brooklyn. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of, like, the end credits thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, and boy. no mention of Wario or Waluigi or anything like that, so. That, that's going to be, that's going to have to come. It'll be fun. That's a really good and plus, idea. plus, I would go see a, a Donkey Kong Country movie, too. Like, if they just took those characters and did a little spinoff. Kind of like what they did with Despicable Me, and then they made a Minions thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to make Mario, and then yeah. they'll make a Donkey Kong franchise. Because, like, Diddy was in it and Dixie. Okay, cool. And uh, uh, Chunky Kong. It wasn't Diddy, Dixie, and Kitty Kong. No? Kitty oh, Kong yeah. Kong is from Donkey Kong Country 3. Yeah, So I remember canonically, that. it's supposed to be, it was Donkey and Diddy, Diddy and Dixie, and then Dixie and Kitty. Yeah. But they moved to Chunky, who was in Super Mario 64. He's the big guy He's with the guy. overalls? He's Chunky, yeah. yeah. Chunky Kong. Uh-huh. No, that, that's Lanky Kong. Oh, remember. yeah. Lanky Kong's the orangutan. Uh-huh. Chunky uh-huh. Kong's the big guy with the... Oh. Uh, Pineapple Bazooka. Yes. Uh-huh. I know too much about Donkey Kong for a <laughs> We played the hell out of these games when we, we were sure young, did. dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I don't... Uh, I think there's a new movie, or a new most anticipated movie, and it's just based on the last two trailers that have come out What's for that? me. It's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, my God. I haven't seen a single thing about it. I'm not that it enthused. Looks yes. I'm really happy with how the Mario movie turned out, but I will say... Yeah, it was fine. It, it wasn't, wasn't... It wasn't blow your yeah. head off. No, it was great. Like and they're gonna make more. This made like a billion dollars. So yeah, it's yeah. like the number one now. It was like the biggest opening weekend for an animated movie ever. Animated movie period. Animated I thought it was movie just period. Video game it beat out movie. Uh, Frozen two. Well, I'm sure it's video game movie too. Yeah, I'm sure. But now, for an animated but I movie, it, was it beat just out just video game. But good. Yeah. good for yeah. them. I'm happy. Yeah, good for Mario. I heard that it's kind of distracting that Chris Pratt is Mario. You, you settle into it. Yeah, you settle into it. Charlie Day's a great Luigi, and the rest of the voices. I think that's a good choice. Keegan Michael Key is Toad, and Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. You know, they're all good. Jack Black fucking kills it. That's great. But he's Jack Black. Yeah, of <laughs> he's fantastic. He's gonna do a great job. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the uh, the meat of the episode. We're going to talk about what the recommendations were. First up, uh, Jake's recommendation for me, which was the 2012 uh, album by Rocket Juice and the Moon. Hell yeah. With the same name. How'd well, you find out about this, Jake? And also, I got to say, I can't believe this has missed me. It's another one of those things well, that you recommend. This is why I wanted to like, recommend it, because one time we were driving somewhere. I can't remember. I was driving you. And uh, Japanther came on my Spotify. Oh, yeah. I made fun of that name for a while. And you were like, "What is this?" And you were like, "You were like, what is this?" And I was like, "Oh, there's like a a whole side of music that I listen to that Taylor doesn't know about." Yeah. So I was like, "This is going to be fun to peruse what I listen to to find what Taylor might enjoy." So you settled on this one. I settled on this one because everybody loves Flea. I knew you were going to be. Like interested in hearing what Flea's got to do with this. Yeah, Flea's a great bassist, and I I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, everybody fun. loves Flea. Yeah, so I was like, he's going to understand that Flea's cool. Mm-hmm. And Damon Albarn's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, musician. Right. Because so like I have like the Good, the Bad, and the Queen, which is his political album that he made. Mm-hmm. I have DRC Music, which is the Democratic Republic of Congo album that he made really which i would also recommend after you like rocket juice in the moon this is really good so stuff. is he doing like a bunch of charity work in africa and stuff like that because he got he, a lot of like i some of the uh other musicians that are on here yeah kind of went down the spotify rabbit hole and uh listen to some of their stuff yeah and it's great it's a lot of east african uh yeah. performers um and they're all fantastic in I, their own right i don't know if it's charity but i, I re- what i think is what he does is he just 
goes around the world finding music he enjoys and he just amplifies right those musicians yeah. and he's like i want to make paul simon it, did that with african music for a while too with the diamonds on the soles of her shoes and yeah 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 that sort of thing kind of like that i guess yeah. but it's like like i like how he's doing this with gorillas now which is like he just finds musicians that he enjoys and he's like make a gorilla song with me you know i'll mm-hmm. feature you on it and he, yeah. it, they make a great song and then you're like well who the hell is this person and you go and listen to their shit mm-hmm. So I, I just follow Damon Albarn and I listen to all his shit. And this is my favorite thing that came out of him other than the gorilla stuff. Yeah. So I was like, it's give a, the Taylor. Let him check it out. It's a great record. Yeah. Like, I, I probably listened to it three or four times all the way through. Hell yeah. Um, some songs are better than others. It's how I many? Agree. It's, 18, it's 18 tracks. And there are some of them that are... Really, it sounds like Flea just dicking around. Yeah, I know what you <laughs> well, mean. There's like a drum track going, and Flea's just like, bong, 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 yeah. Bong, but then like, when right, calm down, Flea. But then those songs with the trumpets that come through, yeah. I'm like, oh man, these songs. Also, Flea uh, famously did work for uh, Africa with the Wild Thornberries. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. Donnie Thornberry. <laughs> good job, Flea. He said things like. It's pretty solid, <laughs> Donnie Thornberry. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, so yeah, I really dug this. It's uh, I forget there was a couple episodes back that there was something that I can't believe missed my radar. It was a uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, it's one of those things like this should have popped. Like someone should have told me yeah. about this earlier. It's just one of those things where you have an opportunity to grab it. Yeah. You know, and you, when it misses you, you just don't think about it again. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not mentioned that much. Right, but. You know, I, I Damon Albarn is something that I'm going to grab real fast. Yeah. And back in the day when Garth Marenghi came on Adult Swim, I was watching Adult Swim every night. You know, I couldn't sleep. So I'd watch it until it went to pay programming at 4 a.m. You know, mm, Jesus. So I ran into Garth Marenghi. Find one of those knives that can cut through a shoe. It is so funny waiting when they're like, we're going to cut this car in half with this saw. But first, here's a great deal. And you're like, get to the car cut. I want to see <laughs> yeah. the car this get is cut. Unbelievable how long you're talking for a half an hour. You have the car right behind you. It's like the reality show suspense. We're like, we'll find yeah. out the answer right after. Yeah, that. they know what they're doing. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you bastards got Draws me. You. Yeah, still didn't buy anything. But Yeah, I'm not going to buy your yeah. stupid saw. But man, let me see what it can do. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I kind of like about this, because I, I really do. I like uh, this style of music. It's kind of a a, a West African... Yeah. Um, Funky? Well, funk gets a lot from it, but it's yeah. just... Uh, there's a lot of East African, like, polyrhythms. Like, the first the first track is called 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah. Which is in... Uh, it's a 6-8 time signature. Okay. So, you're literally counting along with the music, because norm, normally oh. music's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4. This is 6-8, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 1, 2, 3. Three, four, See, and so that kind of sets I do up. Not know. <laughs> I've got fucking seven years of band, four years of Piedmont Symphony Orchestra, two years of music theory, a couple of failed bands. Been funky for years, man. I don't know any of this stuff. So it, it's really but nice that's how very when you set that interesting. up, you yeah. hear that first song that's in six eight. I didn't know that it was teaching me that. Yeah, it, well, it just kind of gets in your head, yeah. and so in literally, it's Damon Al because David Almarn's not featured vocally on this. Too much. He sings two songs. Yeah, he is. Um, but he plays like the. He's a huge fan of the melodica. So yes. there's a couple of melodica songs on oh, it. Yeah. 
and you could tell it just like flea fucking around with the bass. It's just him with a fucking melodica. So that was the thing that struck me for it was just the opening thing. Just kind of set it up. It's like, hey, this is a little That's bit. so cool. It primes you for it because wow. you're not just going around like one, two, three, four. You're like one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Because it's, it's, not, just it's not a quite a waltz, but it just, it's, yeah. it's a little more bobbing your head music like it's just yeah. great great fucking car music like it's been we've had Very we've been blessed with some good weather mm-hmm. in this part of virginia recently fucking mm-hmm. i'm not a windows down guy but i was fucking windows down <laughs> listening to this it was <laughs> that's great good stuff it's great music um like i said they're not all winners i think uh my favorite songs um uh track two hey shooter which yeah. has erica badu in it she's wonderful she's her voice is just her voice fucking, is so great so yeah dumb. And there's a couple songs, uh, Chop Up and um, Follow Fashion that I have up here. Yeah. It's a rapper, Manifest. He's yes. on a couple of these. He's he, His lyrics are very cool. Yeah, and he's got a great fucking... And uh, Tony Allen's on this, too. Tony Allen's the, the, the drummer. He does a lot of shit with Damon Albarn, too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think he is... Hold on, let me pull up on this. That's he's, cool. He's from Nigeria. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw him perform when I went and go see the uh, Gorillaz perform. Yeah. So yeah, he he works with David Albarn. What a, good a fun bit. guy! And but this rapper manifest whose yeah birth name I'm sorry I'm not going to try to just not even it. try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him manifest. That's that's when you, when you're a guy like me and you see a name like that you're like, oh fuck <laughs> I've, no. But he he's uh his rapping is fucking fantastic and yeah. I was doing like a little bit of a deep dive and I did like his Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. He's got some fucking bangers. I'm like, going to have to try it out. And I do like it because um, a lot of the uh, – not a lot, but there's a good bit of vocals that are in English and there's a good bit that mm-hmm. are in French as well. Yeah. Which is a thing like a Cote d'Ivoire and like that area of uh, West Africa that was, you know, uh, a lot of French-speaking people from there. Uh-huh. So it was just kind of nice and I really enjoyed it. It uh, mm-hmm. Some of the rap songs reminded me of, of uh, Jay Dolo. Who's on the show Shorzy, and he's a rapper. Oh, but he's from—is he an actual rapper? Oh yeah, dude, he's great. Oh wow, cool. Um, so he's from Quebec, so he yeah. has that—he's um, got the French. French as well. Yeah, and it's such a fucking fluid language. Yeah, like it's oh it's, sure rapping in French is so just fucking butter smooth because <laughs> it all just kind of like blurs and it's kind of like how I like a uh, southern rap because like people rapping with a southern draw, it just kind of flows all together and it just sounds like fantastic. It's not angry like British drill rap or shit like that. But yeah, I, I I'm really happy. This definitely gets a, a three for me. Hell I'm yeah. really happy that uh, you turned me on to it. I think anybody Hell should yeah. anybody should listen to my it. favorite song on there. If you want to start off with. Uh, just trying one song from this album, I would say Lolo. I Lolo's think, a good one, yeah. I think Lolo Manifest is on that too. Manifest is on it. Um, there's really great backup singers. The the uh, bass is really good, and mm-hmm. the trumpets are in it. I think that this is the best representation of the totality yes. of the album. I'll so. give you that. Yeah, the uh, brass was a uh, uh, a Chicago uh, brass ensemble, the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. Oh, okay. The group from Chicago. They played a lot on the record, too. So it was yeah. kind of like a super groupy collab yeah, album. Like it was it. headed by uh, Albarn and Flea, like we yeah. said, and and also Tony Allen. But it's good. Like I, I like a good yeah, super I think group. It's, I think it's great. I think they, I would I, love it if they got together and made another one. It would go crazy. Yeah, but. Lolo, the song uh, that you mentioned, that reminded me uh, – when my I guess my first introduction of funk is my dad, I think, was like kind of in the last generation that had 
a whole bunch of like real estate devoted to playing music uh-huh. because like in the house like uh-huh. he had a space where it's like what's going here it's the stereo uh-huh. like okay four foot tall speakers on either side little subwoofer sweet uh lp player little five disc cd and it was all wired and everything double tape deck so you can make your own tapes uh-huh. it was like a section of the house and i remember flipping through his albums and he had um parliament funkadelic putting that on like one nation under a groove and shit like that it's just so fucking different than what i had been listening to up until then i was Uh like fucking 10 years old whatever (laughs) but just really stuck with me and this has lolo especially has a little bit of a funkadelic style beat to it hell yeah it's great oh hell yeah good for flea for figuring this out yeah albarn (laughs) if you like uh poison is the song that albarn sings mostly that that could be a gorilla song like if you put that somewhere on gorillas it Mm -hmm. could fit in and that's why i think gorillas has become yeah, uh, since the second album. Well, the whole point of Gorillaz, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a big fan of it, I was, mm-hmm. Damon Albarn wanted to be able to make whatever the fuck he wants without having to be famous for it. He, like, he created a fake band so the band could always kind of be in flux. He, it, I think it was kind of an accident that it came into that. Yeah. Because I think the first album, what he said about making the first album of Gorillaz was he wanted to make just the most merchandisable band possible. Right. Which is, you know, not a real band. You right, know, you make With it a cartoon people, band, so it could be what you want. Yeah, and then like I think by the second one, he was like, "It's kind of cool that they could never die," mm-hmm. and so he explored that, and, and he, he made like, comic books with them. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "And then I think I just want my friends to be a part of this," and then he's like, "Of course I could do that." Yeah, I still my favorite thing he's ever done is, and it's in my top ten favorite albums of all time. Is still Demon Days. Demon that, Days probably my favorite concept. I album can of all I can time. put that front to back and just listen yeah. to the whole fucking thing. I, I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's the greatest album concept album i've ever heard yeah so good from beginning to end this is i wish i'd known about this group when i was uh hosting uh when i was still doing a bar trivia night because yeah. i did like an audio round that was super groups oh yeah and this i was like god oh, fuck i could have used rocket juice in the moon no what one just stumped me yeah <laughs> i would <laughs> be the only one <laughs> yelling it out for the back. yeah you would just hear one voice in the crowd of the bar whoa <laughs> <laughs> everyone else that used their phone to cheat would pull it out too <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, those are the days. Just those people are... cheating with something that has zero stakes whatsoever. Yeah, just not having fun. What's the rest of your yeah. life, man? <laughs> I, I really want those twenty-five dollars off these beers. <laughs> but yeah, man, this this is an, this is an easy three. Really happy about it. Awesome. And I'm definitely I've added uh, manifest the rapper. He's on my in my fucking algorithm now. Like awesome. His shit's good. I think everyone should check out his most recent stuff too. I will do that. Yeah. Great, because I, I do agree he was awesome. Yeah, I think he's from he's from Ghana, so it's fucking great. There's also a great thing. Ghana is beautiful country. Uh, before he got his TV show canceled, Conan O'Brien did like a Conan goes abroad thing. Yeah, he'd visit different countries and he'd be he'd be Conan O'Brien everywhere. Yeah, and he did uh, a week in Ghana. Some of the funniest Conan O'Brien ever. Because I, I haven't watched it. It looks really funny, though. There's no one that looks more out of place yeah. than Conan O'Brien <laughs> in Ghana. Because he's the most pale man ever. Tall but he's so fucking likable <laughs> and charming that it's it's great to see him there. And that's when I really was like, God, this country is fucking great. Because all I know about Ghana is, for some reason, they always beat us in the World Cup. <laughs> which, good for you. <laughs> I don't care. That's one of these days, Ghana. It was really funny. I, I forget which year it was, but the U.S. got knocked out by Ghana. And to see like so many Americans that you could tell they didn't care about soccer until it was 
America playing. Yeah, like, of course. Fucking Ghana. Like, <laughs> I could give you a map in four tries, and you couldn't pick out Ghana. And you're so pissed off on these beautiful people that are having the best day of their lives. God damn it. That's but, so funny. Yeah, Rocket Juice in the Moon. Everyone check it out. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, check out Manifest. Check out fucking Damon Albarn. Yeah, give Damon Albarn some other to, stuff. Talk, yeah. talk to him about Damon Albarn. We'll talk about music a little bit. I'll find you the Damon Albarn that yeah. you should listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Everyday Robots. If I'm you're going to listen to just him, Everyday Robots is a really good song. All right, we'll check it out. <laughs> we can I, talk I'm, about I'm, David Albarn all day. I'm, well, I mean, while he was alive, I was like that about Pet, uh, Tom Petty. Anything yeah, right? he did. Oh, my God. Best supergroup ever, Traveling Wilburys. That's very true. Just for I would have to agree. Sheer musical talent. If you mm-hmm. can liquefy musical talent and put it down in one it's thing. It's amazing that that yeah. group came together. All an accident. Yeah. Watch his documentary. It's funny. And, it's great. Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't know. We were talking about uh, David Albarn. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like that with Tom Petty. Who I am now is... Uh, like that with his Craig Finn, who's the lead singer of the Holt Steady. Uh huh. Sure. And he has uh, side projects as well and solo stuff. But he has a podcast now called uh, How I Remember It. And he's talking about two artists and stuff about, you know, just memory and how they remember things and how it might be different and how they, their memory affects their artwork and shit like that. Cool. And the one this week that I'm halfway through listening to, he's got a Bill Hader on there. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah. I need to catch up on Barry. Yeah, the first two episodes right now, I watched them. Yeah, Good. I haven't seen the last season. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I really definitely messed up on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Succession's almost halfway done with its last season, too. I don't know what that is. I know it's got uh, that you'd, one really cool guy in you'd, it. You'd hate it. You'd hate it a lot. I probably would. You would hate it's it It's probably so something much. like Breaking Bad, where everybody loves it, and no, I hate it. It's worse for you than Breaking Bad. All right. Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. I will avoid it. <laughs> I'm one very of, happy that people enjoy it. One of the side characters from Breaking, or two of the side characters from Breaking Bad, were in uh, the Mandalorian, which just wrapped up today too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skinny Pizza Mandalorian. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> just the character Skinny Pizza. Yes, <laughs> he got so. taken from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> to the pits of Mandalore. <laughs> Give it a sweet jetpack. All right, uh, so let's move on to my rec for Jake. Yes, please. Uh, which is the film Gone. Baby Gone. Hell yeah. Uh, first directorial debut for Ben Affleck. Again, this is the third week of All Affleck April. Very true. Um, so, quick little background. I, why I picked this for you. So, like I kind of said, uh, Argo was week one. Uh-huh. That was Ben Affleck movie star, Ben Affleck Oscar winner. That was, you know, Ben Affleck. Critically. Yes. Hell, that was as uh, an artist. Here's Ben Affleck at his best. That was like before you go out and for a long night of Ben Affleck, you do a double shot of straight Affleck <laughs> just to get like the feelings going. Uh, so this is a 2007 film. It's uh, based on a novel, and it was his first uh, directing attempt. So mm-hmm. Ben Affleck not in this movie. Casey Affleck all over this movie, yes. <laughs> but yes. Ben Affleck is not in the movie. Yeah. So this was kind of his first thing where he got a chance to direct, and he got to. Uh, adapt a novel he says it's his favorite yeah he novel. did a screenplay and uh so this was uh the basic of, of the story is uh Ken- casey affleck and michelle monahan are private detectives in boston is a big boston, boston movie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, this movie's hard when on boston. The, when those characters show up that they just talk to for a little bit and they yeah. just hit you with that thick boston accent it's like okay right. like, so, i like this person yeah everybody has <laughs> some like great I, accents yeah i slang some coke over to him and i'm like what a what a cute little guy that we're talking to <laughs> what a nice nice drug dealer this is so uh they get hired to help the police in finding a missing girl and shit goes awry there are plot twists mm-hmm. and everything like that 
Uh, Lots of shit goes awry. It's on HBO Max, which will soon mm. just be known as Max. Yeah. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Got any movies for me? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you want to watch Rick and Morty three weeks late? Here it is. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. It's capitalism, and it oh, makes things yeah. complicated. Got something called Milf Island. You want to watch that? No. This I one's don't. called Ex Convicts I Married and Then Murdered. You want to watch that? Wait. I would make that. That is my show. I just pitched oh, it right Jesus. now. I thought it was a. Wait. You, you, you married a convict, and then you killed the convict? I guess so. And now you're on TV. <laughs> yes. This is complicated. No, because it's going to have the voiceover lady that's telling the story about this person that found a convict and married him oh, and Jesus then murdered Christ. him. There's three levels to this and i hate them all i know i'm, I'm a millionaire now <laughs> speaking of three levels of things so there are twists and turns in this we'll just yes. go full spoilers on the movie so yes stop listening now if you because yeah. i would say uh, at the top of the key so good movie it, uh, definitely worth a watch in like an hour into this the the uh girl that they're looking for dies i was ready to give you one right then not right then when it kept going and you were seeing the miserable, miserable aftermath right. of what's going on. So the girl I was dies. Like, Taylor, you know how I feel about this type of shit. Yes. And you are making me mad. <laughs> yes. But I, I so stuck with halfway it. through the movie. Yes. So then there's uh, twists and turns and through uh, Casey Affleck. He, he's working with uh, the head of the police department, Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. Michelle Monaghan is his uh, partner and girlfriend. Uh-huh. Close to fiance, but not really. And... Uh, Ed Harris is a detective. Love Ed Harris. Ed Harris is great. So good in this movie. Yeah. And uh, so then it turns out that they're going to look for another kid. They find the kid. He's with a bunch of skeevy people and job molesters and shit like that. They set him up. Uh, Kid ends up dying. The second kid, the boy. Yeah. And Uh Casey Affleck shoots the kid. The The pedophile. The pedophile. Just shoots him right in the the back of the head. And then all the cops are like, you did a good thing. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. (laughs) Good job shooting that guy in the fucking head. (laughs) And even his girlfriend, Michelle Monaghan, is like, good job. Yeah, you did the right thing. And he's like, I feel terrible. (laughs) So he feels terrible. The first girl he was looking for dies. And she dies at a setup where yeah. they're trying to get her back. They were doing an exchange, money for the girl. They find out the drug dealer Shit has goes a girl. Awry. The kid's mom is a drug she addict. She falls yeah. into a quarry. 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 That damn quarry. I knew we should have filled it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking quarry. You're such a cute little contract. <laughs> I cannot work in Boston. No. I'll be like, who are you? <laughs> Oh, you people are real, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my God. They think the same thing about our stupid Virginia accent. That's so great. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but then it turns out that the girl is not missing. No. Not and missing at all. The important thing is that Morgan Freeman had a 12-year-old daughter that was murdered. Mm-hmm. So and did, so he dedicated the rest of his police life to be like, I'm going to find fucking kids. My, finding missing children. Yeah. And the other thing that we didn't talk about is the mother of the daughter is a... Uh, coked out drug mule played by amy ryan who's fantastic in this yeah she did a fantastic job yeah she was so awesome as a uh drugged out burnout yeah that's also a caring mother right you know funny i have in my funny things about this um ben affleck hired her because asked her what part of boston she was from she's not from boston <laughs> she's just a really good actress but you fooled affleck with your fake boston accent it's probably like where are you from worcester and she's like no i'm not i speak normally yeah 
<laughs> Go smoke another Normally. cigarette. Did you say a thing that was on Reddit? But side tangent. Ben Affleck side tangent. Hold on one second for a big Ben Affleck tangent. Did mm-hmm. I just see him in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial? Oh, yeah. He, that was Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just watched, because I just walked into the living room. I'm pretty sure that makes him governor of Massachusetts. My, my dad was watching TV. Yeah. And I just, uh, I just see for a split second. What yeah. I thought was Ben Affleck walking out of a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. and it clicked away. It's pretty, yeah, there, there was a Super Bowl thing. It you was didn't like, watch the Super Bowl, but that was like no, one of the big Super Bowls. Really? Yeah. It, was, it felt like I was like I saw Bigfoot, because yeah. I was like, nobody's going to believe me that I saw Ben Affleck walking out of a Dunkin' Donuts. It'd be pretty great if he did. But there was a thing on Reddit of, I think he was in, it looked, looked somewhere in like North Africa, Middle East area, and people are trying to take pictures of him. Uh, like with him while mm-hmm. he's smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and he's just like outside a restaurant you can tell he's just smoking a cigarette and people are like oh and he's like oh yeah come over and he like take a drag and then like put his cigarette arm around people so it's out of the shot and he's just sitting there smiling with people and then everyone walks away and he just goes classic back to smoking like god damn it it's like you're such a good guy but like i don't feel like i would t- come up to him I wouldn't ask any celebrity other than Bruce Campbell for their uh, photo. Well, Bruce Campbell still has that restraining order against him. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I've been asking him too many times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so back to the fucking movie. Yes, yeah, let's get back to it. So, uh, uh, so Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman yes. <laughs> took the girl. He just straight up took her. In he, a scheme with Ed Harris. In a wild, convoluted s- scheme. So try to break down that scheme for me. The brother of... The mother mm-hmm. hatches a scheme with Ed Harris, mm-hmm. who was a cop that he knew through a different through a a different um, crime that the uncle was in. Right, he met Ed Harris through that. Yeah, Ed Harris is crazy about protecting kids. Yes, and he knew it, and he's like, "We got to get my daughter out of here." Ed Harris takes it up to Morgan Freeman. Because it did come up, like, the kid's mom, like, it's like, oh, she left her in a car to get drunk. Yes. And, you know, the He left her the in a car for says, three and a hot car for like, three hours. You know, she was baking like she was fresh out of the oven. So yeah. he was doing things, what he thought was right. Yes. It's a very morally gray Every, movie, which yeah. is something I want to talk about Everybody thought later. that they were doing the right thing. Everybody. Yeah. Other than, you know, the drug dealers and the pedophiles. Right. So. Well, even the drug dealers thought they weren't doing a terrible thing. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Well, they're selling <laughs> drugs. They're they're pretty upfront about it. <laughs> they weren't taking kids. It turns out. Yeah, that's they're the just other selling thing. drugs to people. Yeah, I did like the uh, big drug dealer. That's Jeez. like Casey. No, like Casey Affleck's friend that takes him to the house the second yeah. time. That guy was just he's a rapper apparently in real life. I forget his fucking name, but he's, he's he was a, a really good character. Yeah, I was. really enjoyed how much of an asshole he is. He played Boston scumbag pretty well. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he was just dealing cocaine to these burnouts yeah. and. Uh, he like had no respect for their house. Had no, no. respect for them. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, they kept telling him, "Is like, hey, don't snoop around my house." And he's like, uh, "Just open you, up the fridge." Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, "What are you? What are you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah. I'm here to give you the drugs. You need. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I want. He just takes the drugs and he opens it and pours it on the floor. <laughs> Power move! Wow, I was like, what a drug dealer! So the climax of the movie, yeah. uh, Ed Harris gets shot. Uh, by someone in a bar because Ed Harris, Harris is trying to threaten the uncle that he's going to rob the bar so they can go in and kill the uncle so that the secret doesn't come out that they set up the that the girl's alive and Morgan Freeman and black just adopted her yeah yeah and uh, so Ed Harris is shot by the bartender and yes. dies from mm-hmm. it and after uh, being chased by Casey Affleck Casey Affleck can and if I would love to bring this up he mumbles way too much. 
it is a it's a rough it's rough that i had to turn on the closed captioning well you do that all the time but i do all that all the time it is a little rough at times but he's in the bed talking to his girlfriend yeah i'm like what is he saying it's like you know you love me right? i love you oh what are you saying casey speak up bud <laughs> it's so true you're an actor but when he gets intense, he it feels good. Like he's a good actor. Yeah. When he's in the bar and they're like doing the "we don't like your kind around here" yeah. type thing, and like he pulls out his gun and like they insult his girlfriend, so he punches the guy. Pistol whips him. Right yeah, in the he face. pistol whips him. He's like, "What the fuck do you think about that?" And yeah. They're like, his girlfriend's pulling him out of the bar. He's like, "Make me a martini." Michelle motherfucker. Also great. She's as, so wonderful yeah. in this movie. She pulls off bangs ass. pretty well. I know. She's the second woman that I've seen in bangs uh, today. Watching yeah. movies, and the other one, I just kept. It was some shitty uh, horror movie about a witch that moves into a. Is that what I'm watching? Next open week? rent. Oh, I cannot wait to get oh, you. God, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's fucking figure this out. All right, so the movie ends with uh, Morgan Freeman being like, "Do you really want to Call send this daughter? You really want to send this daughter back to this horrible mother, or mm-hmm. do you want her to have a good life with me?" And Casey Affleck makes the decision. That yes, you're going to jail. You There's kidnapped the, the, the moral child. quandary that like it really spends two hours setting this moral quandary. Yes. The kid's better off with Morgan Freeman. Is the kid better off with Morgan Freeman? Right. That's what he has to decide. Like if Casey calls the cops, yeah. then it gets taken back to the mother who he knows who, is not the best mother in the world. Yes. As well intentioned as she might be, she, she is not the best mother yeah. in the world. She takes the kid on drug runs. Yes. You know, that's across horrible. state lines. Yes. And leaves the kid in the car. Mm. And so the whole thing is like, do I lie to this girl? Uh-huh. Or lie uh, to everybody. Say yeah. didn't find her. Just cover up. Yeah. And this girl will probably have a great life. Mm-hmm. Or does he send the girl back to her rightful mother? Is and he gonna gamble? Have, right. So is he like, am I gonna have to? Or I think he builds it up really well at the end. He says something like, I don't want some girl coming to me in fifteen years, years later. saying like, yeah. you took me away from my family. Yeah. You knew I was taken. You and knew you, I was stolen. Exactly. And you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he comes up to Michelle Monaghan, his girlfriend, and crime partner or crime solving partner. Yeah. And she asks him like, don't. Don't yeah. turn in. Let her stay. She's happy here. Yeah. Yeah. And she's and like, I'm going to hate you if you do this. That's that's the heartbreaking scene. Mm-hmm. Michelle Monaghan says, I'm going to hate that's you when if you do this, I and honestly, I don't want to hate you. That's when I was honestly questioning if Casey Affleck was going to do it. Yeah. You know, I was like, maybe he's And then you're not sure. And there's that it. perfect shot at the end where he's just leaning up against the car. And you're like, did he not? Did yeah. he not call him? And then you just see the sirens come yep. up. And you're like, oh, boy. And she follows through. She yep. leaves him, and the movie ends with Casey Affleck going to visit the mom mm-hmm. with the daughter. The daughter's sitting there watching TV. And the mom's going out on a date. Yeah. And she's not leaving even the kid there. Waiting for the babysitter. Going to tell the neighbor then that she's yeah. watching her. And then she's uh-huh. like, unless you want to sit and sit with her. Yeah. In case the Affleck ends up sitting with her. Yeah. And Michelle Monaghan yeah, leaves him. Kid. And he just sits with her and the kid. And then the movie ends. So let me ask you. Yeah. Would you have turned in Morgan Freeman? Yeah. This is what I was no. waiting for. So you would not have? No, I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there's great... We'll just do a couple of things I want to do it. Okay, go okay. Why I recommended this, why this was week three of All Affleck. Yes, April. let's do it. We had uh, three things of Ben Affleck mm. so far. There are four facets of Ben Affleck that I wanted to show you. Like I said, I've had this planned this for fucking months. <laughs> you should see the whiteboard with all the circles and lines it's, in it's this It's fucking room. Pepe Sylvia <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Uh, week one, like we talked about, that was Ben Affleck, the movie star. Yeah, Ben Affleck at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Last week, watching Daredevil, that was Ben Affleck, the superhero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big part. So Ben Affleck, the superhero, 
uh, face of the franchise, you know, yes. big blockbuster movie, he can be the lead of that. Didn't make you watch Batman v Superman. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> the energy's changed a little bit because we had a little recording malfunction. Yeah. And then I recovered. I forgot. Uh, it was like watching somebody try and land a triple lutz. Jesus but Christ, But stumbled man. just a little bit. I was sweating. I thought we got... Sprung right back up. I thought it was a repeat a triple of, stout of the uh, fucking Mr. Beast episode that got lost. Yeah. <laughs> during all Laugh Like April. It would have been very sad. Yeah, that would have been... Oh. So, yeah. So, and then this was uh, Boston. Yes. Big time Boston. Boston style. Yeah. It's I can Boston see. on Boston. There is... It's the establishing shots of this movie... Where it's just sad-looking people on porches <laughs> smoking cigarettes. It's just like, all right, I get it. We're in Boston, and that's like every transition shot. Yeah, it's just more sad people on porches. I always feel bad in movies. Like there's this one thing where they're talking about the uh, the cocaine addicted people. Yeah, that hang out with the pedophile. Yeah, and they're like, and his wife, and they're like, and she's a looker, and then they show you just an ugly lady. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you gotta they feel find her? Yeah, they're it's like, not ideal. They're like wanted ugly lady, and she's like, me, 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 me. I'm ugly. Get a paycheck. Or they were like, or Ben Affleck was just like struck by her when he was yeah. walking the streets of Boston. So, uh, how'd you like the uh, music for this? Did you notice who did the soundtrack? No, Harry Gregson Williams of Metal Gear Solid fame. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Then it was fantastic. Now you, now you say it's fantastic. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this whole thing could have just been scored by different Dropkick Murphy songs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Would have been pretty much the same. Oh, Ben Affleck's actually a genius for not dropping a single one of those. Well, yeah, I think it was before their time. Like, oh, God. Was whatever, well, whatever The Departed came out, that's when... The Departed and uh, what was that? The Boondock Saints. Yeah, Boondock Saints, but Departed was when they had started playing Shipping Up to Boston and became yeah. really cliche. Our fucking president was in Ireland, and he came out on stage to... <laughs> Ship it up to Boston. I was just like, "All right, man. What's whatever." Um, so yeah, I really wanted this in All Affleck April. Uh, talking a little bit more about how well the movie structured it is based on a uh, a book. Yes, it's uh, shit. Who wrote the fucking book? Oh, uh, Dennis Lehane. Uh-huh. So he was a writer on The Wire, which takes. There's a lot of this That's why, in The Wire. Uh, or a lot of The Wire in this. Who's that actor? Michael Kenneth Williams. He plays Omar Little yes, in The Wire. Omar was in this. Omar uh-huh. is one of the greatest television characters ever created. I wouldn't know. So he wrote a, <laughs> a bunch of episodes. The guy who wrote this novel uh, mm. wrote a bunch of episodes of The Wire. Uh, and Amy Ryan was also in The Wire. So mm. a little bit of Wire references. Yeah. of like, One of the greatest crime TV shows of all time. I wouldn't know. Um what else do I have in my little notes? Uh, the role that Casey Affleck played originally was auditioned uh, for by a, another Boston actor, Mr. Chris Evans, oh. Captain America himself. I'm actually happier with Casey Affleck yeah, in the role. Chris Evans is too handsome for things. Yeah, He can't be a grimy can't little be, detective. Yeah, he Nothing can't against be a, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck, he's no, a handsome man. He's a handsome man. But he's not Captain America. Chris Evans isn't a small town type he's of not Captain guy. America. No. Yeah. Um, so this is... One cool thing about this, I think, is the – it is kind of like uh, – I felt like it was a cliffhanger or it seemed like it was part of a set. Yes. Because it ends with Michelle Monaghan and Casey Affleck breaking up. Mm-hmm. That's when I found out this is book number four of the Kenzie and Gennaro – Angie Gennaro and Patrick Kenzie. That's their characters. Yeah. It's a series of books about them. Oh. Yeah. But this is the fourth one and it's the only one that's been made into a movie. Now, this is interesting. Yeah. This sounds so like books I might read. That's what I was fucking thinking too. 
So the first one is like, and some of these sound pretty fucking cool. The uh, drink before war, Patrick and Angie take an assignment from a powerful politician to find some important documents that were stolen by a cleaning lady. In their search, they end up stumbling in the middle of a vicious gang war that threatens their neighborhood. Ooh, right. And then there's Gone Baby Gone. That's the fourth one. It sounds like stuff that's high profile. That no, something that sounds lower profile. Yeah. That they just want something done with the least amount of eyes on it. Right. So Ben Affleck picked this because he says it's his favorite book. Okay. This, he's read them all, but this is his particularly his favorite one. And then there's a sequel to this, Prayers for the Rain. After splitting up in the fourth book, Patrick and Angie reunite to take down a psychopathic stalker. I'd fucking watch that movie with Casey Affleck and Michelle Monaghan. I'd read that book. That's yeah. for sure. I might not read that book. I'd watch that movie. I might read that book. Um, what's There's one other fun thing I wanted to put in there. Uh, oh, yeah. My favorite Affleck thing. So mm. it's uh, something that Casey Affleck does. Mm-hmm. Because he's part of all Affleck April, too. Oh, God. Uh, there's a scene. He's a harder sell. I'm sorry. Where Casey Affleck is getting interrogated by the police. Uh-huh. And he's a private detective, everything like that. And a police officer asks him, uh, you know, why would you do that? Yeah. And Casey Affleck says, well, sorry, but I believe the police. And he makes a <laughs> smug little Affleck face. And it's just the same look that his brother <laughs> gives all the time. And I'm just like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Even he has that smarmy Affleck look. And, yeah, I just think for someone's first directorial uh, or their directorial debut mm-hmm. was it's a great film. Yeah. I think I would agree. It's strenuously paced. It does have that little reprieve like we talked about in the middle. And then it just yeah. keeps getting deeper when and deeper. When that happened, I, I don't like looking at run times of movies right. like to see how much because I want it to be paced well. Right. You know, like it could have ended there, you know, and that's what I was like. If it ends here. I'm going to kill Taylor. <laughs> you can push me in the quarry. <laughs> yeah, but if it keeps going, you know, it's it. I, I'm interested in where it's going to go if it yeah. keeps going. So, yeah, it, that was really well paced, I nice. would say. So what are you giving Gone Baby Gone? Uh, I, I, I said from the jump that this yeah. was my biggest stretch. This is something where it's it's interesting as uh, a movie goes. Uh, I like uh, yeah. crime dramas like yeah. this. I think Ed Harris was amazing in it. Ed Harris, probably top performance. And Morgan Freeman was good, too. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman didn't, was good. He didn't have much to Not do. much in there. He was Morgan freeman all over the place. Casey Affleck is a really hard sell for me. Yeah. As a leading man. But I would say a, I don't think this would be better with Ben in the role. I, I would have to agree. Yeah. But it's distracting how much... It's more distracting to me than Ben Affleck being in a movie. Yeah. That it's Casey Affleck. Because... I feel like the character has to wrap around him, and I don't find him that interesting a guy. Yeah. So I feel like the character is empty because of Casey Affleck. Hmm. You know, every other character in this is well fleshed out. So the main know? character was your least favorite character. Yes. Oh. And it wasn't like – I still think this is a great movie, but Casey Affleck is a very hard sell for me. Okay. Um, so I'm giving it a two. Two? I'll take a two. For my one that was the biggest stretch, I'll take it for a two. Because it was a thoroughly enjoyable story. It's the a thing that I really enjoyed in it, which was they have these, like, flashback type things of what happened at the uh, drug deal that went bad. Yeah. And, like, the more and more information that he gets, the more and more, like, the flashback changes. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, the more... It does like kind of have that figuring it, it out detective yes. thing where he kind of, like, stares off into the distance and he's hearing the voices and that's yeah. when you're supposed to be putting it on. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to see... 
the Rain Man numbers in your yeah. head and shit like that. It has that. some of that stuff where it's a little heavy-handed. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, remember when they said this and when they said this? But when it was specifically... Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, like, but when it was specifically the uh, drug bust yeah. that gone awry, well, the the exchange that went awry, it was, it was just split seconds where you would see something where... You'd see Ed Harris shooting the gun in the air and being like, oh, no, something bad's going on. And then you would see uh, the drug dealer shooting first. And right. like, oh, no, the drug deal's gone bad. And then you'd see uh, somebody just shoot the drug dealer back in the head. I think it yeah. was it was his second in command yeah. that shot him in his the back of the head. His other officer who dies later in the movie. Yeah, he just shot him in the back of the head. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Like, this is making sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, each scenario made sense, but the more information you got... The more you're like, oh yeah, like that's probably what happened. Yeah, you know, you don't know what happened. They don't establish it, but like, the that whole, feels like it could have been it. The whole character arc of Casey Affleck is kind of, it's kind of a bummer of a movie because he does get put at the end in a I, lose-lose situation. Yes, where it's like doing the right thing. There's no, I like. There's no clear answer yeah. what the right thing to do is. I and like the every answer is going to suck for when, you. I like the ending. Yeah, where he's like, I, I, yeah, I'll watch the kid because he's like. Not done protecting this. Yeah, girl. he's he's living with his choices. Yeah, and he's and, and I with think it. he's doing the right thing. But and I think he did the right thing, uh, turning in Morgan Freeman, and I think he's doing the right thing, checking up on the kid, like as a human yes. being, being like, you know, who would do that? Fucking Batman. <laughs> you know who played Batman? Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck. Oh yeah, right. It was Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck couldn't be Batman. <laughs> hey guys, uh, <laughs> that you said the thing about the mumbling. Now that's literally I'm playing it back in my head, and yeah. I'm just like, God damn it, he does fucking mumble, doesn't he? Shit, I like the movie, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert. He was Ford. nominated for an Oscar for that. I cannot fucking understand a word out of his mouth I seen throughout that. the entire movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. Me either. But I remember going like, What the hell is he saying? Yeah, but. he's he's not the most talented Affleck. I he's will not, say that. Yeah. I like it's, Casey, it's, but he's, he's no Ben. He's great in the Ocean's movies. I have not seen. Yeah. Will not. He's. A, I wouldn't say will bit not. Bit part in the Ocean's not, movies. Not interested. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, two. I feel I'll two. Take a two. Yes, I did. Uh, I do have in my notes. Uh, Jill Quigg, who's the actress, she plays Dottie, uh, Amy Ryan's friend. Uh huh. Uh huh. Who's always talking shit, and she says like, "We're going to set up candlelight vigils for the." kid and you yeah. know all that shit Best friend. apparently she was discovered by ben affleck uh when she was screaming at the production because their barricades in around boston were making her late from getting her kids to school oh wow so she was just some boston lady who was fucking yelling at people on production <laughs> and ben affleck's like put her in the movie that's that's the mark david lynch does the same exact shit yeah and i want to say she that's was allowed the coolest to... thing that a director does david lynch would see a very interesting person on the street and he's like Get their number, and then he would call him like two years later. He's like, I need you in a trailer. I need a weird-looking person. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be in a hotel room, and you're just going to close the door. <laughs> and uh, Jill Quigg, that actress, her only other uh, credit is she was in The Fighter in 2010, where she also just played uh, Deadbeat from New England <laughs> with the same accent. That was a movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and fucking um. other Batman before Affleck, and he's a uh, Wahlberg's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, where he's super skinny. Yeah, that Christian was a Bale. fine movie. Yeah, yeah. She's in that too, just yelling in a Boston accent. Yeah, that was a good movie. It was. I really did enjoy that. Another one was New England. Christian white... Bale giving a really good performance out of that one. It's a New England white bummer movie. Yeah, a bummer. Did you ever see Manchester by the Sea? No, huh. that's Casey Affleck. You know? <laughs> that was a big old bummer movie. <laughs> uh, just sad people being sad and. Casey Affleck. Standing I've seen, on porches. I like, on YouTube, I like Red Letter Media. Yeah. And their movie of the year one time was Ghost Story, which is a Casey Affleck uh, movie. 
Okay. Where he uh, dies and he becomes a ghost and he just haunts the house that he was in. And it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. But it, I, I wouldn't give it movie of the year. Okay. Oh, well, it's just Casey Affleck. Take that up with yeah. Red Letter Media. This is <laughs> this is the only appearance of Casey in all Affleck April. But all I right. couldn't leave him out. This is my of choice for Boston. Yeah. Like and I said. Yeah, a good movie. Okay, I'll yeah, take it too. I'm happy to I'll see I'll take it too. So mm-hmm. you get a three, I get a two. That puts you up to 51 points. I'm at 53 points. No, that's 52 not right. points. 52 points, yeah. <laughs> Giving right. yourself a sneaky point there. All right, so let's, uh, real quick, be sure, if you're liking the show, to leave a review for the show. Uh-huh. Uh, give us a five-star review on whatever your platform of choice is. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Leave a comment. Click the like button, all that stuff. It really helps in the algorithm. Jake and I are figuring this out as we go. Yeah. Clearly, since we had to pause because... We had to do it three times. No, and then we shut off in the middle. It's not the best technical <laughs> night for us, but to be fair, my mind's elsewhere. I'm jazzed about all F like April. And I've, been, <laughs> I've been waiting towards recommending this movie This is the last one. Yes, but first, before we get to that, uh, if you have your own recommendation, send it to us at upyouralleypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you have your own recommendation for what a month might be, yeah, come up with it. Yeah. I'm I'm now that you gave me a themed month, I am trying to work on a theme month. You're working on it? I think I have one, Ooh. but I'm honestly going to have to do research. It's going to be Taylor watches a bunch of scary movies and quits the podcast for 4 no, weeks in a row. I think we're going in a different direction of my love um one of my genres. Oh boy. That I love. Is it unnecessarily horny anime? Uh while that we was could, a too big of a pause for my comfort. <laughs> while we could do a whole month on that, and yeah. I will change you around on that with that month. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we want to. I don't think anybody would enjoy listening to me talking about that for a whole I month. Don't, I don't think I would. <laughs> so what's your recommendation for next week, though? Uh, I was going to torture you, and I was going to give you a really sick, uh, gory movie Ugh. because of you making me watch Ben Affleck movies. But you're enjoying Ben Affleck. But I'm you? enjoying Ben Affleck. I movies. told you you would. So, I'm going to honestly give you one that wraps around a little bit. Okay. To when we started. Okay. It's a uh, YouTuber by the name Dan Olson. His channel is called Folding Ideas. Hold on, let me type this up. And what the video I specifically want you to watch in there uh-huh. is called Searching for a Flat Earth. Oh, he's a Canadian. And it's going to be about flat earthers. Oh, boy. Yes. Is it a documentary? Yes. It's a documentary style. He's a uh, long-form YouTube commentator guy. In Search of a Flat Earth. Yes. Came out two years ago. Three million views. Oh, good for yeah. you. And it's I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. So it's afterward. a documentary series. And I think Dan Olson does a really good job of researching everything that he can do. That's a funny caption. Oh, you're going to love that <laughs> laid-back folk I, music. I just, <laughs> I just clicked on it in the caption underneath where it has like little brackets on the outside. It's like, what's going on? It says, laid-back folk music. And I'm like, okay. That's the energy that this guy produces, that's for sure. You know I love a YouTube documentary. Yes. I'm a big fan. All right. search In Search of a Flat Earth, uh, the YouTube channel is Folding Ideas. Mm-hmm. So basically, I think this is a reward for you. Thank you. I have a reward for you, too. I can't. I'm actually excited. Are you? This is the last Ben Affleck. Yeah. We have to go out on a bang. Oh, yeah. So, Shut your I'm eyes into. real quick. I got All you right. another present. All right. Another piece of physical media that you get to keep. That's wonderful. Yes. I love gifts, no matter what. I don't care. Oh, God. You're so excited for this. Even if this is a steaming 
if this Ben Affleck's oh, yeah. shit. The actual, <laughs> the actual disc is still in my PlayStation, so remind me to give it to you. Before we <laughs> okay, I'm glad right. I checked that before I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. All right, all right. So this, open my eyes. Yes, okay. it's the last section of Affleck that I think too physical, too streaming. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm here for you, buddy. Hey, baby. <laughs> what if I were to take you to a picturesque mountain town in Alaska? Okay, okay. What I if would... I were to say the town doctor goes out to pick up her sister? She's flying up from L.A. The sister's having problems. <laughs> they come back, find everyone in the town dead or vanished. Ooh. There's supposed to be 400 people in this town. And they're all gone. They're all gone. Oh. What happened? What caused all these deaths? XX the visitors. Could it be what wikipedia.org calls a... 1998 American science fiction horror film adapted from a Dean Koontz novel. <laughs> Could it be that? Dean Koontz is the author I remember from everyone's uh, mom reading TV their books. commercials mm-hmm. when books had TV commercials. Yes. What if I told you this film starred two Academy Award winners, one of them being Ben Affleck, the other one being Peter O'Toole, the great actor known for be- playing Lawrence of Arabia? I don't know. What if I tell you that there's a deeper secret in this town that could be like some kind of Lovecraftian monster that kills people with body horror that's been compared to John Carpenter's The Thing? Are you what? What if I were to tell you you're going to watch the 1998 American film Phantoms? Oh shit! You didn't bomb in Phantoms, yo. Affleck, you the bomb in Phantoms, yo. (laughs) So you've heard that quote from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. But you've never seen Phantoms. I've never seen Phantoms. I got you a DVD copy of Phantoms because it's Holy not on Blu-ray. Holy cow. Holy cow. So this is the last and most crucial part of Affleck. <laughs> this is up my Which alley. is Ben Affleck, Affleck the punchline. Oh, my God. The Ben God. Affleck that people make fun of. Yeah. But it's so fucking great. This okay. is 90s horror movie, Rose McGowan. And you can look at the screen art. I love Rose that's McGowan. Just I love a, Lee Schreiber. That's just a flipped image of Liev Shriver from the Scream 2 poster, there? and Rose McGowan <laughs> is just pictured on top of yeah. uh, Drew Barrymore, and that's a picture of Ben Affleck from Chasing Amy, because this movie was so thrown together and put out after Ben Affleck won an Oscar to try to put it out there. Oh so my it's God. a body horror, it's Lovecraftian with their monsters. This is so my type of movie. And I completely forgot about Phantoms. I'm so good at All Affleck April. This is so funny. So if you want to play along with All Affleck April, oh find a copy God. of Phantoms. Do I also have it on VHS? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it got delivered to the wrong it's address. It's in your PlayStation because you watched it again. Oh, yeah. I watched. It. I had to take more notes, man. That's I, true. I knew I love Phantoms, and I know that this is... Wow. It's, it's It opens up like Twin Peaks. It's in that same kind of idyllic town with weird shit going on. So this is Ben Affleck's sci-fi body horror. 1990s. Specifically, we have to bring that up. Yes. The 90s was, had this type of charm after Scream yeah. making this type of movie, which that's very exciting for me as well. Yeah. Cool. So the final week of All Affleck April's, Jake is finally going to watch I'm Phantoms. I'm actually very interested in watching Phantoms. Oh, fuck. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Great choice, sir. So yeah, uh, All Affleck April wraps up next week. Unbelievable. Uh, going to be watching Phantoms. I'm going to be watching such the Search. such a fast month. Didn't it, time know? just flies for All Affleck I know. April. So uh, I'm going to watch the YouTube uh, from Folding Ideas in Search of a Flat Earth, yep. that documentary. Uh, like I said, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Send us an email at upyouralleypod at gmail.com. And thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And this is coming out on Friday. Um, Damn it. We got this 
episode together. We sure did. We made it work. <laughs> Want to wish everyone a happy uh, Eid, Eid Mubarak, to all of our uh, Muslim listeners, including our graphics guy, Jimmy. Yes, please. I don't want to try and pronounce it, but I also... Yes. Uh, everyone I, have good holidays. En- encourage this good holiday. I hope you have a great time. Watch Phantoms. Watch Phantoms. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. Thanks for coming over and talking. I love you, buddy. I love you too, bud. See ya. Bye-bye.